Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. We hope everyone had a very good Christmas and a very good holiday, and this is going to be our last episode of the year. And it's it's been a great year for us here at Force of Nature. We started, we, Dave, we actually started this podcast in July. Yeah. So we've been doing this for six months now. Uh, it really has flown by, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And Dave, you had a nice Christmas too, right? Oh, yeah. Good. It so sure did, did I. I mean, we spent most pretty much all of Christmas together, so I hope yeah. you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had a good time with Dave. I spent the night at his house, and uh, I got to watch his uh, kids open presents. They're my nieces and nephew. And I just I just had a really good time being a part of that and doing that with them. It was yeah. fun. It's fun, fun to be with the kids during Christmas. You yeah. Know? Oh, and your kids... They got me a present. They got me a great gift. Uh, we have a new member to our team here. Uh, what they did, they got me a two-foot-tall plush cheetah. <laughs> yeah. uh, we named him Cheetor. He is going to hang out with us in the studio from now on. In fact, he's staring at us right now. Yeah. Kind of dead eyes, but... Doing what cheetahs do best. <laughs> but that was a very thoughtful gift, and I really like Cheetor. And so, Dave, this week, we are going to redo an episode. Uh, This episode was originally episode 7, but for some reason, it no longer works on all platforms except Spotify. Spotify is the only platform that will will play the episode, and I I don't know why. Yeah, that's weird. And I even talked to Podbean, who we go through, and they were really easy to talk to, and I liked uh, talking to them, and they said that it was a corrupt file, though. Huh. There was nothing that they could do. And then, Dave, your computer went out, and we completely lost the file to yeah. it. So a string of bad luck for this episode. <laughs> but this episode was very good, and the story was particularly good. Uh, and it's too good for everyone not to hear. So that's why are we we are going to redo the entire episode. Yeah. And this epi- episode uh, is titled The Siberian Tiger and a Tale of Revenge. And I know some people were able to listen to it, but don't worry, we have some new stuff to add, so treat it as a brand new episode. This episode is a great if you're a fan of true crime stories. It's like true crime, but with a tiger. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate it, and we love knowing people actually listen to us. Yeah. If you enjoy the show, what you can do is go to iTunes, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us stand out, get noticed, or uh, give us a review on whatever platform you use, or even go to our Facebook page. And remember, we will give a shout-out to anyone who gives us a review. But uh, we have a shout-out, and we have one shout-out today, not for a review, but for a donation. So it's uh, a super shout-out. So... Let's let's get kind of get going. This episode goes well with what we learned um, about our episodes on Jim Corbett. Uh-huh. I'm Jim Corbett. Another reason to use that sound effect, I know. <laughs> uh, so Jim Corbett doesn't come up in this, obviously, but uh, there are a lot of similarities that we will about the story when we t- when I tell it. Okay. But, Dave, what do you say we get going? Let's do this. So today we are talking about the largest cat in the world. And no, I'm not talking about a liger. 
Ligers are a human-made animal, not capable of living in the wild. So I'm talking about the world's largest cat in the wild. That is the Siberian tiger. And I've always loved big cats, as you know, and yeah. our listeners will know by now that I'm a huge big cat fan. The jaguars are still my favorite. But uh-huh. I'm, I think uh, Siberian tigers are going to take number two. They're big. They are, Yeah, they're very big. And I'm going to go as far as saying I am a self-proclaimed ep- expert on big cats by now. <laughs> yeah. There's no merit to that whatsoever. <laughs> but you can get a TV show out of it. But, dude, I would love a TV show out <laughs> of it. Um, the Siberian tiger, also known as the Amor tiger, after the Amor River inside of its habitat, its Latin name, Panthera tigris alta... Oh, one of these words, bro. <laughs> A-L-T-A-I-C-A. Al... Hmm. I don't know if that's right. Okay. But uh, it's part of the Panthera cat family, which also includes other members of the big cat family. And I kind of want to, I know I went over this um, two episodes ago with the Jaguar, but this is what we had written down back in episode seven. So I'm going to redo it. Okay. Uh, Part of the members of the big cat family include tigers, lions, jaguars, leopards, and snow leopards. Now, the other big cat species are cougar, cheetah, and clouded leopards, but they are not under the panthera umbrella. Oh, okay. Does that make what sense? They, yeah, what are they? They st- are, I can't remember. I think they're they're also different themselves, huh. but there's they're under a couple umbrellas, and panthera is the main big cat one and under those, but the other big cats like cougar, cheetah, clouded leopard, they're under something else. Okay. I'll let you know when we cover them on All separate right. episodes. <laughs> Uh, of the eight big cat species, tigers are the largest, and the tiger, the Siberian tiger, is the largest tiger species. Okay. Now there are actually five living tiger subspecies in the wild. These include the Siberian tiger, the better known Bengal tiger, which mm-hmm. were the ones that Jim Corbett was after in India. Then we have the Indo-Chinese tiger, the Malayan tiger, and the Sumatran tiger. There were actually nine subspecies, but three have gone extinct Mm. recently. Uh, Completely extinct. Those are the Caspian tiger, the Javan tiger, and the Bali tiger. Now, the last one, the South China tiger, is extinct in the wild. uh, But there are some in captivity. Okay. Of the ones that have gone extinct, all pretty much all of them have happened within the last 100, 125 years. Makes sense. Yeah, and humans are to blame for all of them. Yeah. And we'll get into I'll get into a little bit more of the conservation stuff in a bit, but let's go over to our subject. Most Siberian tigers live in the Sokoti Alin mountain range in far east Russia, as well as small pockets along the Chinese border and possibly even in North Korea. But we okay. don't. We do not know. Kim Jong Un has not told us. <laughs> so I take it all that's on the uh, eastern side of Russia. Well, yeah, yeah, east so far east no... Russia. Okay. And their range used to actually extend throughout the Korean Peninsula, hmm. the Manchuria region in North China, and as far west into Mongolia. Hmm. So their range has shrunk significantly. Okay. And they have the largest home range and travel longer distances than any other tiger. Part of this is because of the vastness of the the middle of nowhere, Russia. Mm, yeah. And they got to travel long distances to find prey. That makes sense. Yeah. Their normal prey consists of several deer species, wild boar, moose, rabbits, 
Some even will catch salmon like bears. Oh, wow. And uh, some will actually even feed on bears. <laughs> Dave, I know you've heard yeah, this episode crazy. before, but it was a long time ago. It was several months ago since you, I, you yeah. did this episode. So Okay, yeah, I remember when we talked about it. Uh, I better not spoil it, but yeah, I remember the... Do you remember some of it now? The okay. reason why, yeah. And I, I've, got, I've got some in- interesting information with tigers and bears I'm going to get to in a little bit later. So these tigers are extremely powerful. Oh, did I say moose? I, I don't uh-huh. know. Was moose yeah. on? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, these tigers are extremely powerful, capable of taking out full-grown moose by themselves. Wow. Moose are huge. Yeah. So, and I think... They're mean. Uh, oh, they can be mean. <laughs> um, first shot of the day. Uh, we're going to cover moose sometime. Oh, okay. Yeah, so remember, if you play a drinking game, every time I say we're going to cover that, you got to take a shot. There's number <laughs> one, I think. <laughs> Uh, the female tigers typically weigh in around 300 to 350 pounds, wow. give or take, of course. And males average around 430 to 500 pounds. Jeez. In 1943, a tiger was documented to weigh 660 pounds. Wow. In That's the wild, huge. documented. There are also unconfirmed accounts of tigers weighing uh, over 850 pounds. And that, it's probably Jeez. over-exaggerated. It yeah. happens because it's not confirmed. But there was a captive tiger named Jaipur that allegedly weighed just over 1,000 pounds. What? So like a morbidly obese tiger. Oh, I don't okay. know what else to say. Sounds but, like a liger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, this is something I learned recently is that uh, tigers and lots of other big predators, they can go days without eating, right? Yeah. But when they do get a kill, they gorge themselves. Mm-hmm. Like literally, they can eat over 80 pounds in one sitting. Wow. So it, a lot of it. So if you like weighed a tiger before that happened and then after, it's going to weigh a lot more. <laughs> So there is that to consider, but wow. yeah, 80 pounds in one sitting, that's insane. Gee. And the Siberian tigers don't outweigh the better known Bengal tigers by much, hmm. as they get really big too, but a reason why Siberian tigers weigh more is partly because of their thicker coats that they have. Hmm. Since they live in uh, colder regions, and the, the Bengal tiger lives in... Uh, forests you know jungles yeah so the siberian ones adapted a larger thicker coat that can attribute to a bit more weight i don't know how much that plays a part but it does (laughs) and so like a lot of animals in the early 20th century it was a bad time for populations this is largely when human encroachment started on like a grand scale kind of like throughout the world yeah and in russia during the early 20th century people could hunt and kill tigers and every and everything else legally but during the russian civil war or i'm sorry hold on during the russian civil war armies based in vladivostok which is like the largest city in east russia the armies wiped out tigers in this area like Ooh. wiped them out gee it wasn't until after world war 2 in 1947 1945 sorry oh okay that the Soviet Union declared it illegal to hunt tigers and put anti-poaching laws in order to protect the tigers. Huh. And they put together protective zones called Zabafrodniks, which mean, translates to meaning forever wild. 
So think of it as like their um, national park, a Russian national park, I guess. That's crazy. Russia's not usually known for protecting anything, really. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) And they were were strictly protected in the highest degree. Wow. Um, With heavy consequences like being sent to gulags, this actually worked and populations began rising again. Uh, maybe they did it just for another excuse to send people there then. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, we need a labor force. You, <laughs> yeah. you were trying to find a tiger, you were in there. <laughs> and, however, after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, poaching began became much easier, and the 90s were also a very bad time for Siberian tigers. Mm. Things have picked up over the last few years, though as there has been a good amount of conservation and the world, you know, the world genuinely wants these tigers to survive. People, everybody loves tigers. Yeah. Unless you ask the people, some people in India who were, yeah. their family members were eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from our Jim Corbett episodes. Yeah. It's just, well, it's just a, it's, it's such a, I don't know what you say. It's, it's a very majestic beast. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, I mean, it's we, got some serious we, skills. We, we, yeah, we absolutely, we've had a lot, we've talked about tigers a lot recently in the last two months, yeah. I feel like. But yeah, we absolutely love tigers. But also remember, they can be scary monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even, I mean, like, I don't like sharks, but it's still, you know, you got to respect Oh, you got to respect them. Yeah, the and tigers are beautiful. Saying, wipe them out. No, you don't say oh, wipe them out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Star Wars. Who says yeah. that in Star Wars? The Emperor. The Emperor, okay. Yeah. That was a good one. So there are several organizations dedicated in tiger research. And once again, uh, heavy repercussions to anyone poaching. This is a huge, this is a huge region. So remember, finding poachers in the wilderness is extremely difficult here. And our, our, our story later that I tell is going to touch on poaching and kind of why people do it and yeah. about this. Um, currently, there is said to be around a little over 500 Siberian tigers in the wild. Okay. Give or take, obviously, there are a lot more tigers in captivity than there are in the in the wild. Oh wow! Like, okay. Probably a couple thousand. I'm not. Wow, I don't have the exact okay. numbers because I don't think anybody has the exact numbers. But yeah, probably a couple thousand. Okay, so yeah, they must. Either their area is really shrunk, or they really are in trouble. You know? Yeah. Oh, they're definitely in tr- they're they're getting better, but they're still in trouble. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. Think of, so during the 1940s, there were only around 40. Wow. They, I mean, it's not 100% accurate here, yeah, but yeah, it was always estimated to be around 40 tigers. So, in all honesty, we got to give the Soviet Union a little bit of credit on this yeah. one. <laughs> Might be the only thing we give them credit for, but <laughs> we will give them credit on this one. So, let's go to our chart, our conservation chart. Um, let's go. You want we we went over the chart not too long ago, so uh, you know what? I'll just do it again. Okay. So it's a seven point chart. Uh, one means extinct. Two means extinct in the wild. Three means critically endangered. Four is endangered. Five is vulnerable. Six is near threatened, and seven of least concern. And the Siberian tiger is at a four. Okay, which so is pretty low for critical? most of is that, what it was? that was endangered. Endangered, okay. So it's not quite critically, but it is definitely endangered. Okay. It probably was critically not too long ago, yeah. and now it's moved in, up into endangered. So that's good, but yeah, not great. So uh, now I'm going to go over some interesting facts about tires. It's going to be our random okay. part section. 
And <clears throat> I'm, I'm this this episode originally was a little shorter than most of them. This one was only like forty minutes. So I, I'm going off what I still had uh, previously on, on my records, but the story is going to be the best part, believe me. Yeah. And so every tiger is unique. No two tigers have the same stripe pattern. So think of them like fingerprints. Hmm. And also their roar can be heard from two to three miles away. Wow. These guys got a major roar. Um, also, when tigers... And most big cats hunt. They are only successful about one in ten t- tries. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. I think our most successful animal we've had that we've even mentioned are the African wild dogs. They oh, were okay. they were sitting around ninety percent range. Yeah. I, they're the tip top, so nothing's gonna beat them. But most big cats are only sitting around ten percent. Wow. Ten. To, we'll say ten to twenty five percent is more accurate. Because some of them are better than others. That's true. And so their jump, their jumping is incredible, and they can they can leap twenty to thirty feet. Wow, that is no joke either. I like, I thought that was like that's way too big, that's way too far. But every source is the exact same. Wow. So tigers are also a keystone species and are an integral part to their east ecosystems, as they keep prey populations under check. This was similar to the jaguar as a keystone species. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. All right, now here's one that I really wanted to nip in the butt. Kind of, this is similar to the jaguar, and I talked about black panthers. Yeah. So we're actually going to talk about white tigers. Okay. White tigers are not actually Siberian tigers. White tigers are always Bengal tigers. All right. Yeah. You remember me saying that yeah. last time? Yeah. Uh, white tigers also, they do not live in the wild. As being white in the jungles of the forest, you wouldn't be able to sneak up on any prey. So they do not, it's a kind of a human made thing that we've, like, it's a trait that they have. It's in their DNA and you can exploit it and make more white tigers, you know, get the genetics right. And so it's kind of a human thing. Like, you're not going to see a white tiger in the wild. Hmm. It's just, they just won't survive. Maybe like a, maybe one could be born that way, but it's not going to survive. Yeah. They'd be forced to have to eat humans because they can't live off anything else. (laughs) That that probably would happen. From the Jim Corbett episode. Dude, yeah. (laughs) There are no white tigers in the Jim Corbett episode, but yeah, (laughs) Dave's right. And dude, I watched watched part of, I I mentioned this in the last time we did it, but I watched this really shitty, it was almost like a, it was an Indian movie. It wasn't Uh Bollywood because they weren't running around dancing, but it was, (laughs) it was on YouTube and dude, it is the shittiest movie I've ever seen probably, but it was hilarious, like, like so shitty that it's funny, you know what I mean? So, and I remember they were hunting or a white tiger, a white tiger was one killing people around the jungle. Oh. And they get this group of Indian people. And, you know, you have the hot Indian lady. There was, like, two of them. <laughs> and then the funniest thing was, like, they had this huge, big, muscly Indian guy uh-huh. who never wore a shirt the entire film. Why would he? And it was, <laughs> but one time, but this the white tiger was going to attack him. Like, Julie jumped at him. He, the guy, like, grabs its paws and swings the tiger around <laughs> like a helicopter and then throws it, like, 20 feet. I'm like, oh, my God, this nice. is ridiculous. Yeah, so the 250-pound guy threw that 400-pound uh, tiger? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, that tells you the quality there. But, yeah, I just wanted to say that because I thought it was funny. Nice. All right, so <laughs> earlier I mentioned interactions between tigers and bears. And have you ever wondered who would win a fight between a tiger or a bear? Yeah. 
So, like, black and brown bears, they live in the same areas. Now, I could see a tiger getting the best of a black bear, okay? Mm -hmm. But a brown bear, that is like putting Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Yeah. Or Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. (laughs) Or Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Or Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. (laughs) Or Randy Savage versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Or Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Or John Cena versus Triple H. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was pretty good right nice, i wrote yeah. all those down nice. there's my wrestling references for the week <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm basically trying to say i don't know who would win these fights yeah i mean a brown bear is huge they're huge it would take it take a lot of punishment and it, if it gets its jaws on a tiger jaws know. or paws either i mean so scientists yeah. they found that brown bears make up one uh, percent of a tiger's diet Wow. And up to 18% for black bears. That's a lot. Yeah. So tigers will actively hunt bears if necessary. And reading into this, the bears have a size advantage. The brown bears coming in around mm-hmm. seven or 800 pounds yeah. for an average male. Yeah. Plus, it'd be hard for a tiger to get around. Oh, you because know, yeah. it's not like the other animals where their backs are exposed because their feet are on the ground. You know, a bear can face it off. Right, right. But... You know, a tiger isn't stupid. You don't think that he'll want to take on a... a you don't think he'll want it to be a fair fight, do you? <laughs> no, of course not, but... Uh, of yeah. course. I, I, I know. I, 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 as morbid as this sounds, I, would, uh, I hate to say it, but I would love say to it. see... <laughs> I would love to see if someone actually captures a fight between those That would two. be awesome. Every I think everybody can agree that would be awesome. Just to see what happens, you know? How would they handle each other? I have no idea. Because it's like two... Two, Two top predators, predators. Yeah. yeah, in the world, and see how they. It's like uh, in Jurassic Park three, the T Rex versus the Spinosaurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though the Spinosaurus uh, took care of T Rex pretty easy, <laughs> but we all forget that. Screw the Spinosaurus. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I say, of course the you didn't think the the tiger wants this to be a fair fight, would you? So when when is the best time do you think to attack a brown bear? At night. Not just at night. I'm talking during hibernation. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like sense. the tiger is going to be like the mischievous bad guy heel, who like <laughs> who like uses a steel chair Ooh, while the ref mate. isn't looking yeah. and to pin the bear and take it out. Well, cats are known for their patience, you know. They, yeah. they wait. So, in uh, actuality, most attacks will happen from a tiger uh, killing bear cubs. Oh, all right. And bear cubs will even kill tiger cubs too, though. So oh, wow. okay. in a there was a three year study in the seventies. Uh, there were forty four direct confrontations between the two between the two types of uh, the two bear species and a tiger. Hmm. The two type the two bears were killed twenty two times. Wow! And the tiger okay. the tigers were killed twelve times. Huh. So going off the numbers, we have to give the world championship to the tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, that makes sense. I mean, killing a bear during hibernation—it's definitely a bad guy move and a, a heel move. <laughs> That's pretty low, tiger. Mister. Yeah. Pretty low, Mister. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what does he say on Christmas vacation? Yeah, he's like, "That's pretty low, Mister." Well, if I had rubber hose, I'd beat you. Yeah, okay, I remember <laughs> that. Uh, so, also something interesting: 
between predators that uh, when a tiger is in a certain area, there is almost a guarantee there won't be wolves in that area. Oh. They will sometimes hunt and kill wolves to uh, either steal their kills or just to get them off their territory. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, there is an old myth in traditional Chinese medicine that if you poke a tiger whisker onto a tooth, it will stop it from aching. Interesting. Yeah, that's the Chinese medicine stuff that we don't like. Hmm. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Oh, okay, so also, probably the biggest advocate for tiger protection is the Russian president himself, Vladimir Putin. Wait, I thought he was known as the bear. No, dude, he loves well, he, he loves wildlife and animals. Okay. So I'll give him that. So he's the Teddy Roosevelt for, of Russia. I don't want to even say that for him, <laughs> honestly. But he is, he is big on nature and protecting tigers and wildlife. He even used his power to restrict logging in tiger habitat. And in 2011, he banned logging of Korean pine. Oh, Which wow. is a type of wood, I guess. Huh. So give him a little credit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he also loves taking photos with animals. Have you ever seen Whoa. photos of him? Oh, his manly were, photos? Yeah, I thought they were photoshopped. No, dude, he takes those. They, well, I don't know. Dude, we don't know. We don't know anything coming out of Russia. But he takes these pictures like with a leopard sitting on his lap pretty much. Oh. And then him riding a horse with his shirt off. Yeah. Just trying to, he's trying to portray that manly quality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's propaganda. He's getting ready for an Old Spice commercial is what he's doing. <laughs> he, could, he should be doing Old Spice. That'd be pretty funny. But uh, a few years ago, state media reported he had personally immobilized uh, a Siberian tiger with a tranquilizer dart as it charged towards uh, the camera crew. Oh, wow. Although no footage actually exists. And if with, with the camp, with, with there's a camera crew there. That doesn't make sense. Of course it. Well, remember what we've learned about tranquilizer darts? They don't have an immediate effect. Uh-huh. It's not like boom, you shoot it and then instantly down. It's a f- ten to fifteen minute period where then anything can happen. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna call this one bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to think about still. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, he maybe he tranquilized one, but it wasn't going after a camera guy. I mean, it's hard what to believe in this. Yeah. One. <laughs> Yeah. Vladimir Putin. He's, or maybe it was a guy with a Polaroid or something. It wasn't a real camera crew. <laughs> that's, 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 that seems like Russian technology. We're, oh, man, we're making a I'm fl- still waiting for the shot to come out. <laughs> We've made fun of Russia quite a bit. This yeah, time. we have. We didn't We didn't even do that last time, but I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of fun. We've gotten better at making fun of things. I guess so, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. If, I guess that's our calling card. <laughs> I enjoy it. We're going to have a lot of other things to make fun of later, too. Yeah. Wait till we get to Canada here. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll make fun of Canada some other time. <laughs> We're going to be stuck in the middle of nowhere, Russia, for the rest of this episode. All right. So let's move to tigers in pop culture. Siberian tigers. The tiger is the national animal of South Korea. Hmm. Also, the tiger was the mascot of the... 1988 Summer Olympics in Seoul. Oh, all right. Dude, we've had a lot of Olympic mascot animals uh, on that we've had so far. Oh, I, didn't pay remember, I think we had the kangaroo. We oh. had the jaguar for sure. And I don't remember if there was another one, but maybe that's just lately we've had a lot of Olympic animals, oh. Olympic mascoted animals. I don't know. Um, in the film Madagascar 3, uh-huh. one of the main characters is a Siberian tiger and he has a 
a very Russian accent. I haven't seen. It. I only which, saw parts I don't of remember it. Remember which one that one is? It was the third one. I think he was a. Uh, he was like in a carnival, or he was part of a circus. I, I can't remember oh, all the details. Man, I don't that remember one. that one. Uh, also, a unit of the Chinese Imperial Army used a tiger as their emblem. Mm. All right, next. This is one of one of my favorite things. Okay. So, Dave, remember, it's been months ago, and I had you watch the scenes from that movie. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about that again. Right. It's awesome. It's one of the coolest scenes from any movie I've ever seen. It's a South Korean film called The Tiger, an old hunter's tale, made in 2015. Uh, and I, I watched... The whole film on YouTube a couple months ago when I was doing the research for this episode. And I watched it. But I watched it. It was on YouTube, so I had to watch it in Korean with, like, (laughs) Portuguese or uh, Spanish subtitles. So I I did not know everything that was going on, but the action scenes made up for that, dude. If you want to – if you want to see – listeners, if you want to see a Siberian tiger – Mow down part of the Japanese army. You have to see this. It is such a cool scene. Cool scene. And I'll put I'll put the link on the description below. But you you got to check it out, everyone. Yeah. And a lot of this film is based on truth. How the Japanese hunted the tiger. So they're uh, when they went into Korea. Uh huh. So there weren't many left in Korea. And this movie is about the last Siberian tiger remaining in the peninsula mm. and the tiger is actually the good guy in the film. Yeah. And it, in a borderline, it's probably that thousand pound tiger they were talking Dude, about. Dude, that thing was definitely <laughs> way too big, but the CGI made it look pretty cool. It was but cool dude, looking. Uh, yeah. Anybody got, I promise you, you want to watch this, go watch this. I'll put the link up. But, uh, the Siberian tiger literally mows down an entire Japanese army. It is awesome. There's blood everywhere. He's just tossing people left and right. <laughs> Uh, it's one of my favorite yeah. scenes now in in film history. Is yeah. I, I don't know. It's just that cool to me. It's the Rambo for the Animal Kingdom. It is. Yeah, it's Siberian Tiger <laughs> Rambo. I'm not joking about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the film has actually, and it's a very good film because it has a 7.3 stars out of 10 Ooh. on IMDb. So uh, this movie really was great. It told a fantastic story. Uh, I wish I even could, when you can't understand it, you know what's going. I on. didn't. Yeah, and I could yeah. still pick up what it was. What it was about. It was about a. Like the hunter saved the tiger mm-hmm. when it was just a cub and the hunter recognizes the guy and they have kind of like a thing going on. And, but the tiger ends up killing the guy's son in the movie during the, cause he was part of, he joined part of the uh. Imperial army and he kills the son or actually, so he didn't kill the son. He like attacked him and he was really, he was badly wounded. And then wolves took this, took the boy up to the mountain and then he scared off the wolves and then he grabs the boy and takes it back to the father, but he ended up dying. Oh. And now, and then the <laughs> dude, it's so cool. The father was then like, uh, went on a big hunt to kill the tiger, like climbed oh. up a mountain and the, hit the, the main guy and the tiger have this like mutual stare off at each other. And then the tiger attacks him and they both fall off a ledge. Mm. It was, it did. It's a great, uh, it's so cool. And that was like months ago, and I still remember. Oh, I believe it. it says a cliffhanger, huh? <laughs> Actually, we fell off. Oh, they both we? die. Yeah. Oh, they both uh, die. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, thanks. Spoil it. <laughs> they both don't die. leave us on the cliff. You just threw us off. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's an awesome. It was an awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. But Dave, you know what? Let's let's get to our story. Okay. Uh, and this is a cool story, and it's going to take the rest of the episode. And you know what? In order to tell this story, we 
I think we need to do something. Hmm. Yeah, we need to go back in time. Oh. Sometime. Somewhere. Yeah, the time machine. <laughs> and we need to go back to 1997. And we are going to Far East Russia. And now this story is from a documentary I found on YouTube called Conflict Tiger. Uh, it was made in 2006. So just letting everyone know that I do not speak Russian. And some, uh, some of the names of people and places on here are very hard to pronounce. And I know I will butcher some of them, but I'm going to do my best. Hmm. Let's get started. Let's meet a man named Yuri Trush. He is an experienced hunter and works for the environmental police and is head of the Conflict Tiger Unit based in a coal mining town about 250 miles north of Vladivostok. It's a specialist team set up by the government to cope with tigers and human conflict. Yuri and his team are sent to a town called Sobolyne. Hmm. S-O-B-O-L-I-N-Y-E. Sobolyne. Huh. Now I know... So, Davey, I you know I like to call a lot of places shitholes, right? Yeah. And when I say it, uh, for the most part, I mean it. <laughs> but this place, dude, this is the mecca of shitholes. <laughs> hey, it's in Far East Russia. Yeah. What else could it be? Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. And it's 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 crazy to think that people still live this way. It's like they're still living in the early 1900s. It's just a small village where people live in the middle of nowhere and somehow survive. It's like living in remote parts of Alaska times 10. <sighs> and these people are all very poor and must use the forest to survive. You know, things were for them were actually much better during the Soviet Union under communism uh, than they are now. Huh. In order to survive and get food or money, they must hunt. And use the forest. A tiger can bring in a good amount of money once they sell its body parts hmm. to like the traditional Chinese medicine oh, black market. Right. And this is a common theme with poaching around the world. Desperate people forced to kill in order to survive. Now, I don't want to give those people a bad reputation and not all of them hunt illegally. And these are tough and hardy people, like legit, uh, li that live here. However, some people are desperate. There is, there's barely any work here. So in order to feed their families, these, these people sometimes turn to poaching. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, see, you, can, you can understand that at least. Yeah. With more people hunting in the forest, the higher probability of human-tiger conflict and that's exactly what happens in this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good prelude, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get back to our boy Yuri. We're gonna get back to him in a minute, actually. Now let's meet a man named Vladimir Markov. Hmm. That's a very Russian name. Yeah. Right? He is one of these people that turned to poaching, and Vladimir is said to be a good man by all accounts. Um. He But he went out hunting. He came across a boar carcass. The cold temperature and snow preserves bodies very well here. Mm -hmm. This boar was killed by a tiger. Mm. Yuri chops the boar up and takes the meat 
off of the boar. This was a bad decision. <laughs> After walking with the meat for a bit, Vladimir hears something rustling nearby. He grabs his rifle and shoots. Now, normally, it is a very hard to prove a tiger was actually stalking a person, but in this case, it's a fact. <laughs> Vlad shoots and actually hits the tiger, wounding it. Mm. Vlad then makes it back to his camp, which is a small wooden cabin. Now, if you remember from our Jim Corbett episodes, when we talked about uh, conflict, tigers, man-eating tigers... Yeah. Almost all of them were wounded, huh? Yeah. This goes to show. And yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, there's going to be even more about its wounds later at the end. Now, he knows he didn't kill the tiger and is very unsettled when night falls. He doesn't get much sleep this night, obviously, <laughs> and thinks he hears something outside. But nothing happens this night. However, in the morning... He gets the courage to go outside. He finds tiger footprints in his camp, <laughs> as well as blood from the tiger's wound. Oh, wow. Vladimir then went off to a nearby friend's place who owned uh, the small cabin he was using. His name is Ivan. Ivan Dunkai, maybe. It's Ivan. <laughs> Ivan's a Russian name. Ivan, yeah, we're just going to call him Ivan. Ivan had previously warned him not to get involved with tigers. Mm. Vladimir made it to Ivan's and explained his situation to him. Ivan told him to leave and never come back to his place. Oh. Ne told him to never come back to his place uh, when a tiger is hunting him. Oh. Ivan says, it's your problem now. I don't want your footprints and scent for the tiger to uh, follow and bring your problem to my door. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's yeah. pretty serious stuff, isn't yeah. it? Vladimir then went on foot to a local sawmill and explained his situation to a security guard, saying that it's his own fault the tiger's after him, and he took the tiger's meat. The security guard offered to let him stay the night, but Vlad refused and said, it wouldn't be safe for you if I do. And saying that, and Vlad is saying to him that he's a dead man already. <laughs> it's like, so Jonah. he like, yeah, he like, he figured out, he's like, I know I'm a dead man walking. Oh, this wow. tiger's after me. Now Vlad is stricken with fear and leaves the, the sawmill. It is now approaching nightfall. Oh. Oh man! He walks to his he walks to his um, cabin back in town, and on his on his way back, he's attacked by the tiger. Oh! His body was found late that night, only meters away from his home. Oh my goodness! It's like the tiger was waiting for him yeah. until he got close to give him hope, and then. <laughs> Pounced on him. It's like, don't worry, I know where you live. Yeah, the tiger said was said to be waiting for him there. Wow. Now, let's get back and catch up with our boy Yuri Trush. Mm -hmm. After receiving news about this attack, he and his team go to investigate. Yuri records all of his findings, so 
They use some of his actual footage in the documentary. Oh. It's really cool stuff. Yuri finds where the attack happens and investigates the crime scene. Yuri follows Prince and dried blood into the forest where the tiger where the tiger dragged it away. They find very fresh tracks indicating that the tiger is still nearby. Ooh. They also found what remains of Vladimir's body. Oh. And it's not much. Oh, man. They find a half-eaten corpse torn apart. Uh. All that remained was his head, the right hand, and a shoulder blade. Oh, wow. The rest of the body is gone. See. After this, Yuri and his team needed permission from Moscow before they could act. They hoped that the problem would quietly go away back into the forest. But that didn't happen. Oh my goodness. I'm cu- so I'm curious, how long would it take to hear back from Moscow? Dude, probably like a month. I don't know. Wow. I really don't know. Pro- probably a while, especially in this remote region. Yeah. At least a couple days. Gee. It's gotta be. I don't know. Well, 1997. No, I guess they might have stepped in. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, but this is literally the middle of nowhere. Gee. I don't even, phones aren't going to work here, so I don't know. Hmm. Uh, the locals were warned not to set foot into the forest. And in the following week, tracks of a large wounded tiger appear in the village. Ooh. Everyone is panicked. And then a man named Andre. Nope, I, I I wrote this down a couple months ago. I got no chance of saying this last name. <laughs> Pochepnia. Yeah, hey, you know what? Hey, I think that we're going to say that's close. right. Andre Andre Pochechnia, <laughs> maybe. Uh, he had just returned from the army, and he wanted to go to the forest where he spent his childhood. You know, people tried talking him out of it, but he was a uh, you know he was a young adult and. Said he wasn't afraid. Wow. He was just a young man, you know, I'm in the yeah. army, I'm not afraid. So there is now a wounded tiger in the forest, and for a wounded tiger to hunt its normal prey would be incredibly difficult, as we've talked about before. Yeah. But do you know what's not difficult to hunt? Slow humans. Humans, that's exactly right. Andre would meet the same fate as Vladimir just a week later. Gee. So now we're at a Two kill count that we know of. Mm. Yuri, once again, will find where the tiger dragged the person off. This time there was even less of the body. Uh, Just Andre's clothes remained. Pretty much nothing. Clothes and blood. Wow. So now after two killings, this tiger is officially a man-eater. That uh, they decide needs to be killed. Judging from the paw prints of the tiger, Yuri determines that it is only walking on three feet. Ooh. This is due to the shot that Vlad fired. Um, the tiger's right foreleg is badly wounded. Mm. And like we said, like uh, tigers can go several days without food. And in this case, it went in about a week. And then it needed uh, a kill again. Mm. Yuri and his team are uh, now on the hunt for the tiger. Locals now understand the seriousness of the situation of a man-eater. People stock up on food, and no one ventures outside after dusk. Yuri and his team are driving one afternoon when they spot tracks on the road. They find it's the wounded tigers. 
The tracks are fresh, and they know the tiger is close. Yuri and the team of five other men begin walking towards where the tracks lead, all armed with rifles. They had a dog with them that ran out in front about 40 meters. Mm -hmm. Then the dog runs back, shrieking. (laughs) Yuri... Yuri knows the tiger was close. They walked a little more. When Yuri hears a sound coming from his right side, he turns and sees the tiger in a pounce position. Then it does. It pounces. It comes directly for Yuri with a roar. Yuri manages to block his neck and head from the attack by placing his gun inside its mouth. Oh, wow. Yuri gets knocked down and his men fire rounds into the tiger. Oh, man. Killing it. And like I said, Yuri recorded things. And after they kill the tiger, they record. And the tiger is huge. Oh, yeah? It is a huge tiger, man. But what they found out upon closer examination is that the tiger, before they killed it, had multiple gunshot wounds. Not including the ones they put into it, or even the one Vladimir used. They also found birdshot in it. They found birdshot in its paw. Possibly why it hasn't been able to walk so good. So someone shot it with a shotgun before all of this even happened. In the documentary, Yuri says, It is because of man that this tiger was aggressive. And man is responsible for the deaths caused by the tiger. The documentary puts over the real issues of man and versus tiger and how important the conservation is. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So a lot of similarities between this story and our Jim Corbett stories, right? Yeah. yeah. But Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Oh, okay. You enjoy hearing that story for oh, a second yeah. time? It's a good story. It really is a good story. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorites that we've done. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe because there's a good documentary on it, but I, I really enjoy that story. Yeah. And I hope everyone else enjoyed the story and also learned some cool new things that they hopefully didn't know before. Um, this really was a true crime story, just with a tiger. Yeah. So uh, I really hope everyone enjoyed it. All right. So Dave, uh, now I've got our our lineup for the next three weeks. All right. Uh, what episodes we're going to cover uh, next week? We will. It's actually going to be our fourth edition of recent animal stories and attacks. Hmm. That's gonna be, yeah, our fourth one already. Uh, and I've kept good track of stories that have happened. All right. Over the last two months. And just to kind of give a little preview, what I've got, I've got two rabies stories, including one in Utah. Uh, A kangaroo fights a guy. (laughs) That one's funny. That's going to be one of our funny ones. Um, This one's not funny, but it's monkeys in India being little bastards. Mm. I told you how much I hate these monkeys. And you're going to find out why next week. Right. This this is the shit that happens with them. I hate them so much. Right. And I've also got a stingray attack. Ooh. And my so my dad just told me about um, this crazy hunting accident oh, really? story that happened in Utah very recently. Oh, and I really want to say kind of what it's about, but I'm not going to until next week because I haven't oh, been yeah. able to. 
he he said he can't find it in the news anywhere. And I looked a little bit earlier today, and I haven't been able to find it. Hmm. So it's kind of just like Hunter's telling stories right now. Yeah. But I hope it's true. If it's true, like so glad that guy died. Oh. <laughs> but this is it's gonna be it's a great story if it, if if I can find the actual source nice. for it. All right. But yeah, we have that and many more crazy stories. And then after that, we are going to do an all about bears episode. All right. This is, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, we've talked about bears several times before, mostly just attack stories. But for this episode, we're going to actually learn all about them. We're going to learn about all the species of bears. I believe there's eight, if I remember right. Yeah, there's eight species of bears. We're going to learn about all of them. Oh, right on. And then also, I'll probably end that one on a crazy story. Okay. <laughs> And then after that, we are going to have a solo episode, a solo episode about polar bears. I told everyone nice. I was going to do that, and I wanted to do it this winter, so that's when we're going to do it. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of neat episodes. And so now, I want to get to our shout out or our super shout out. Super shout out! Thank you so much to my good friend Angela de la Fuente. Angela de la Fuente. She's from Tucson as well. Uh, thank you so much for your generous donation. It, it really helps, and we couldn't be more thankful. Right, Dave? Yeah. And to think, your donation came from the place that you mock the most. <laughs> Tucson, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, we need to mock everywhere. <laughs> hey, Russians, we just got, got you guys. We got <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and I plan, what I plan on doing with with her, her donation is I, I've got a couple books I'm, I plan on ordering on Amazon to help with my research and that will help make the podcast better so thank you for your donation uh, and maybe I'll even talk less shit on Tucson from now on <laughs> just kidding probably not <laughs> but thank you so much Angela um, if anyone else leaves a review we will give you a shout out or if you leave a donation you get a super shout out so make sure to go to iTunes, give us five stars, say something you like about the show, or leave a review on whatever platform you use. Uh, go to our Facebook page and leave one there. Uh, leave one anywhere. <laughs> leave one anywhere, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you want to be even more of an amazing person like Angela was, what you can do is leave us a little donation. Uh, I, you know, I still don't like asking about it, but it would be more than it would be more than wonderful, right? Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, send a dollar, you know, so I can say my tell my dad that I've made some money. It was kind of nice telling him earlier about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we really appreciate it, and I, you know, I work hard on this, and and um, it, it would just be it would mean the world, and it'd be so much beneficial. And all the money is going to go back into the podcast anyway. Uh, I still need more notebooks. <laughs> I know those are cheap, but you know what? If you send a $4 donation, I can get a bunch of notebooks and be covered for a while. Yeah. We've got a stack of them in the studio right there. <laughs> Look behind you, Dave. Yeah, all used. <laughs> They're all just lingering around. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> uh, it, the way you can do this is go to PayPal. You can find us by our email at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or simply search Force of Nature. Or you could also, uh, to my personal account, you can go to, on Venmo, you can do Matthew-Hamilton-51. Either or would be greatly appreciated. Now, also remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story uh, that you'd like to share with us and then maybe us share with the listeners, I've got a couple already, and I would I would love to do a listener's 
um, episode. Yeah. Like all the stories come from listeners. I would love to make an episode like that. So yeah. if you have a cool story, please uh, email us and send it to us. Or if you just, you know, came across a cool article you don't think I would know about, feel free to send it to us. Or, you know, if you just want to say hi, do that. Or you can, uh, Send us, uh, you, God, you can send us uh, recommendations. Let us know what you want us to cover. That yeah. would be great too. Like, I, I've got, oh, dude, I've got fifty plus things on my note, like written down of what what to cover. Nice. But if somebody says, "Hey, we want to cover this," then I'm like that might jump forward. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I'm thinking about even doing a, um, a, a leopard seal episode oh yeah which would be really cool and it's one that i had on my list but then a listener i was like yeah you should do a leopard seal i was like i just might (laughs) this winter so push that up i might push that one up now so if you have if you want to send us anything you can do so at force of nature pod at gmail.com or you can even do it on our facebook uh account and so yeah but go make sure to follow us on facebook i like to add a couple things here and there a couple fun stories and also on Instagram and, you know, we're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Yeah. Um, other than that. Oh, other than that, uh, be sure to tell your friends about us. Yeah. <laughs> Word of mouth is the best way. And so please do that. Also, I want to give a shout out to New York. New York is killing it. And oh, wow. we've got a lot of New York hits recently They're They've taken third place. Wow. That they were, quick. they were out, came out of nowhere. I know we have uh, one listener that we've talked about before on from New York. Maybe he's told a couple buddies of his. Yeah. Uh, thank you. If that's the case, but oh uh, yeah, great job. New York. Right on. Oh, and we also had hits from Slovenia. Yeah. We had like three hits from Slovenia. That's, wow. Yeah, I, I like I like the obscure. Oh, and we also had a couple hits from Guernsey. Remember I told you about oh, that? Oh, yeah. By that was, yeah, it was a, it's a small island in between France and the UK. Yeah. I'm surprised. It, I didn't think it was its own country, and I don't think it. I yeah, think it's is the, it? I don't I think, think it's, it's part t- of England or Yeah, or I think it's part of England, but uh, you know what? That's still cool. So Guernsey. Yeah. Like I've, I, I've never even heard of that place until the until I saw, I had to look it up and I read all about it. So now I feel like I know everything. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm, I'm, my, my voice is going out. Oh, uh, so anything else to add, Dave? No, I'm good. Um, Cheetor. Hey, you got anything, buddy? All right. This is force of nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.